0: Shirt show. All right, let's go. Shirt show. Talking shirt. Shirt show. Talking shirt. Shirt show. Talking shirt. Shirt show. man. All right. Episode 181 of Shirt Show. We're talking with Simeon from Stupid Rat in Wisconsin, Illinois. Let's
1: go. Hi. Hey, lady. How's it going? It's going, yeah
2: it's a That's cold really cool. and wet and dreary day and getting letters from the IRS that they might want to audit and
1: it's a different kind of dreary
2: it's all kinds of dreary
1: mm-hmm
2: all as well just another day as a business owner
1: uh it's the exact opposite here it couldn't be
2: sunnier, sunnier or, or beautiful. more beautiful. Mm-hmm Uh
1: uh-huh yeah it is lovely and god i hope i don't get any letters from the rs
2: um other than that update for the people Uh, i talked to andy yesterday and i talk to him pretty much every day now um but he's better every day so he's doing good and all is well and he appreciates all the well wishes so if you got more Keep them coming.
1: Representing JoJo.
2: hmm I got team. Jojo over here too.
1: There's a little bit of a reflection from the light, but we move the Lego flowers. But I got JoJo kicking. Mm-hmm. That's like Andy always has. Mm-hmm. And I also have uh, JoJo here and there's a shirt on there. Mm-hmm. PGM, obviously. He's
2: just with so. us always.
1: Yeah. He's like that voice in my head. hmm Telling me I'm doing it wrong.
2: Yeah. Other than that, I don't really have any other news. Um, Things are good. Shop's fine. Things are going. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. You
1: got big plans for Thanksgiving? What are you doing?
2: Hunting in Turkey.
1: You're hunting in Turkey?
2: I I wish I was. Um, I am getting up early. I'm going to go with my dad and uncle and sit in a cabin and make breakfast and do man stuff. And... Then go walk around the woods, probably not see anything, and then go to my sister's and have turkey.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Are you, is your family, you know, on Thanksgiving? People say, we're having Thanksgiving dinner at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's Thanksgiving lunch. Are you like a Thanksgiving dinner at one o'clock, people? Or are you Thanksgiving dinner at dinner time? Three o'clock. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing about
2: Thanksgiving is I feel like you have it earlier in the day so that you can eat, nap, eat, talk, have pie. And then by then it's like six, seven o'clock and it's like, all right, I'm going to go home, go to bed early. That
1: makes sense. We are not, might get a flack for this. We're not like super big eaters. Like we like good food, but we don't eat like a ton of it. So maybe... That's why we eat. Well, like was, we eat at like five o'clock.
2: Like it was kind of like our it's kind of like our conversation earlier, where you were telling me, "Yeah, I've had a headache for three days. Um, I just don't know if I got enough calories yesterday." And then I said, "I've never in my entire life remotely had that problem."
1: I mean, technically, right now I have three jobs and solo momming, and sometimes. You know, it's whatever chicken nuggets are left on the plate,
2: or right. I plan on, on, on like the sandwich. I'm fully planning on not be, like not buttoning my pants tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it all starts with a screen, and whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com. dot f f f f f
1: rank dot com or Great fucking screens.com.
2: Yep. There's no the best screens, the best man. You will not regret your decision.
1: I have a fact to stretch your knowledge about screens.
2: Mm, there you go.
1: He said, as much as screen tension is important, it's more important that the set of screens on a particular job have consistent tension levels for easier registration. Ruth. And then he said, happy Thanksgiving.
2: <clears throat> so for those of you who don't know, which most of you probably do, if you have that one screen that doesn't ever seem to want to be in registration, it's probably low tension and it's dragging. So check your tensions. It's
1: dragon ass.
2: Uh, Easy way. Uh, cleaning screens is no fun, but Easy Way makes it more funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will make reclaiming screens a whole lot easier. Check them out at easyway.com. Easy way. That's
1: the easiest way
2: it is it is by far the easiest way I Tried to talk to al well i did talk to alex today because i tried to get his beautiful face on here to join me um but he is uh going four-wheeling with his children so
1: yeah in the cabin
2: i said have fun buddy and uh let's hang out soon so I'm gonna try to go out and visit him and uh just do mountain man shit so he also is gonna
1: have a big booth at long beach or blue water so maybe we can talk to them a little bit closer to that
2: yeah that's true
1: because we haven't filled anyone in like officially on like an official blue water episode
2: yeah I wanna I want to talk about it um <laughs> graphic source is your source for production ready digital art and remote art Staffing go to graphicsource.com and let them run your art department so you can focus on running your business
1: I'm working with graphic source every day um
2: you're working Camp with Inc. them with Campus Inc, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually worked pretty closely with one of them, with one of the gals this morning. She killed it getting some artwork done. that I It was for several athletes.
2: Right. They're doing a lot of mock-ups, right?
1: Oh, my God. That's all they do. Not all, but... Mm-hmm. And they are so kind, <laughs> which is so nice. <laughs> Such a high-stress time when you're like, I need this artwork so fast. And like, she's so nice.
2: Great, great source to have. Uh, Choosing the right emulsion for your shop is complicated, and that's why we love Chromaline. Go to Chromaline.com to watch Kev's vids or contact him on IG at The Emulsion Guru and get your answers fast. Um, Yeah, Chromaline's been amazing to me. Uh, We have been using them now for a while with the laser, and again, I can't say enough nice things about them and troubleshooting and figuring things out, and now things are amazing, so... Happy to have them. Uh, If you're not using DTF or screen print transfers in your shop, you're doing it wrong. We have partnered with Howard Custom Transfers to get you the transfers you need fast. Check them out at howardct.com. And they're the best. And I talk about them all the time. And I just love them so much. I talked to Candy
1: yesterday. She's a good one. You know what reminds me though is you with Chromaline, I was just talking to um, Allison at Custom Crew Rare and she was she's been trying a couple of different emulsions, and she was just saying that no matter what anyone tries to make, like chroma blue is just. She's like, I just keep trying these, and the only reason I'm trying this one is because you know my shipment hasn't shown, UPS hasn't shown up yet, and I need it. And just chroma blue, no one can match it for her.
2: Yeah, there's something too to be said about, um, I know everybody wants to try all these things, but I feel like emulsion and darkroom stuff is one of those Mm -hmm. things where there's so much science behind it too. It's not just like an ink to throw in and test and whatever. There's one of those things where you have to have the right elements going in your darkroom. And then also you should probably coat, you know, like, 20 30 screens and test things out and do a bunch of exposure tests which are going to take a bunch of screens call your local distributor and see if there's someone around that can come with all the testers and meters and somebody who's who knows the science who can walk you through those things like you don't have to but it's way easier so that's where someone like Kevin at Chromaline if he's your guy or I'm sure Chromaline has people all over the place that can come check stuff out They'll come out their meter. He's their only guy. I mean, Kevin's my my lover. He's my go-to. So (laughs) I'm just saying that, like, Kevin isn't even my rep. Like, I call him specifically just because you know we have a deep connection. But, um, I don't know. I just think it's important to have people in your corner for stuff like that. And ChromaLine's always been really good about that kind of thing. So you don't always have to be alone and figure it out on your own. So reach out.
1: It hey. feels like a suicide hotline ad.
2: It is. It's close.
1: Oh.
2: Hi. He's joining us already. He's
1: joining us already. Hi. Tell us who <laughs> you are and what shop you're at.
0: Um, my name is Simeon Meyer and I own and operate Stupid Rad Merchandise Company out of uh, Salem, Wisconsin, Gurney, Illinois. So close that you can be in two states. Yeah, it's it's dude, it's so nice because Illinois renting like a shop space in Illinois is double what it is in Wisconsin.
1: That and was going to be my question because I know some people are between like Oregon and Washington state and they like one state has sales tax and one state doesn't. And they like, Oh, we grocery shop in this state. So like what on if you're on the cusp of two states, that's probably yeah, really beneficial if you're smart I'm, about.
0: Uh, yes. It's, um so, you know, like for Illinois to deliver something from Illinois to Illinois, you have to charge sales tax on it. So I just have them ship it to Wisconsin and then I have to pay a sales tax on that. And it's pretty awesome. Um, there, there's a lot of different things like that, that I try to,
2: who gives you, not, who gives you more business, Illinois or Wisconsin? Neither. I, I don't do much <laughs> local business whatsoever.
0: <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I, let's go let's go with Illinois because Chicago I deal with a lot of musicians and a lot of musicians out of Chicago I guess so mm-hmm. um and Milwaukee but it's it's I guess more more Illinois
2: okay that makes sense what is even the
0: big city in Wisconsin Milwaukee, Milwaukee. we have yeah we have Milwaukee and Madison like Madison's a big college town for like University of Wisconsin um but Milwaukee is like the city but it, it's nice like I'm literally in between Milwaukee and Chicago, 40 minutes from Milwaukee, 40 minutes from Chicago. So
2: yeah, it's awesome. Tell us about you. Like, what is your, what is your company all about? What is, how did you get started? How'd you get into this kind of thing?
0: So I, uh, I, I don't really think of myself as a screen printing company. I think of myself more as a merchandise company that started screen printing because it made sense. Um, you know, getting into it as I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, so I started stupid rad almost eight years ago, maybe eight years ago now, um, as a resource for musicians and bands after talking to some guys, I knew that were, you know, on tour and touring all around the world. And, um, at that time I owned a landscape and snowplow company and big difference, um, big difference. Yes. Um, and I was talking to this guy and, and he was asking, you know, what I do like in the winter because he lived up in Madison, Wisconsin, which is, it's not too far from me, maybe two hours. And he uh, asked if I needed help in the winter for snow plowing because after tour, he's going to go and work in a liquor store or whatever, you know, he needs to do to make ends meet Well, he's not touring. And it, it, like you think of a touring band that, travels across the world you know does world tours and everything like oh you know they're making it they're you know living off their music and they're they're not and that kind of like hit me like man that sucks uh what can i do which is
2: always funny too because you see these bands that you i mean i'm not i don't know i like a little of everything, and there's you know obviously like massive bands, but a lot of bands I like tend to be a little more under the radar. And it's mm-hmm. funny you go see them and you build up this thing of like oh, I love their music. You see them on stage, this whole thing. But then to think that that dude that you're like oh, I fucking love like his lyrics. I love like how all oh, this whole thing. And to think you walk into like a fucking Seven Eleven somewhere and he's just like working.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's <laughs> you know such what I mean? It's weird just like, thing. Yeah. And and it never hit me until then because you know I never really talked to them and stuff and it was just they're not all on
1: tour buses like a lot of them are in vans
2: (laughs) like just driving around sleeping in vans and all the
0: people I work with they're they're in vans they're you know having their van break down five times on the tour across the nation because you know that's it's such a it, it sucks because your whole life you looked up to these musicians and these artists and you're like that really sucks that they have just as hard of a time making a living as I do. But, you know, the the public perspective on it is that, you know, they're making it, they're doing it. Um, so I actually bought this right here. Oh yeah, that's how I started. Oh, you know that? Yep. That uh I, I made some buttons today for the first time ever because my stuff wasn't coming. So I was like, I'll make some buttons. <laughs> um so I bought that button maker and just started like making um, buttons for bands and uh, kind of meeting people through that and, um, you know, made, made some pretty good connections. And then they started calling me the button guy. I was like, I don't want to be a button guy. I want to do more to help. Wait, are you both and the button
1: guys now? Are you guys, <laughs> I think we should, are you, like, are, you dual. A, are you a button guy too?
2: I started with buttons. Yeah. The first company yeah. I had was called Merch Buttons and that's all we did was one inch buttons. And then I outsourced oh, teachers and stickers.
1: The yeah, winner thanks. of the um, button competition, I own MerchButtons.com now. Mm-hmm. Currently, Damn. if you go I to MerchButtons.com, me. I bought it for his, well, and I reroute it to his website for his birthday. So you guys can battle and then whoever wins,
2: which is I funny. will
1: reroute it to your website.
2: Yeah, I don't like that competition.
0: <laughs> um, I love rerouting websites that I buy to people's websites that they don't know oh yeah,
1: that's smart yeah
0: yeah it's, it's it's a it's a fun little like prank of like to pull out my friends that own businesses too i
2: Hilarious. recently was talking to some people about buttons and then in our text group too i had mentioned something about how i started the company doing buttons and then grew it into you know uh, you get to the point where you're like i don't want to do buttons i want to do t-shirts i want to do whatever mm-hmm. and then now i kind of like I think that if I push pretty hard, like I feel like buttons could come back an hard way. Like I feel like I, I, I think if, if, if anybody's them, listening to this show and has an automatic button maker, hit me up because I want
0: it. <laughs> I, I think buttons are one of those things that that can. Like if you want to push it, like you can push it and you can you can make buttons all day if you if you really oh, try to sure. sell it because everybody wants them. But I don't try to push it because I hate making those. It's
2: so labor intensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the thing is back then I did the sales and I hired my buddies to press them. But at one point we had like multiple uh, like hand presses and cutting and everything. And it was like, yeah, this whole operation of that. And then right before it got to the point where I was like, I'm going to invest in like an automatic, which back then to me was like. I would have to get a loan or something. Like it now you look at it and you're like, oh, I could buy one of those right now. But like <laughs> back then you were like, there's no fucking way I could afford this. Like all you know, you're living off of fucking dollars. Um yeah. and now I'm kind of like just for Wait, nostalgia we're, reasons. we like dollars us.
0: anymore. <laughs>
2: <Shit>. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have been on here. Damn, Sorry, man. I shouldn't have said <laughs> that. Um that makes me sound like an asshole. No, uh, no, it's, it's but so just like not just that. <laughs> Yeah, not just that. (laughs) Everything makes me sound like No, I just, I kind of want to get back into it. Like I kind of want to make a separate website while I don't need it. Christina has merch ones. I could just use that, but um, I kind of want to see where it goes. But I don't want (laughs) to do it all manually. I don't want to sit there and like punch everything and whatever. Press everything. I think you're
1: like, I'll do buttons until letter Kenny's like, okay, we need 10,000 for each
2: design, and you're going to be like, yeah, I'm I'm going to outsource this. The funny thing is, we're going to go on a button rant for a minute. Yeah. So the thing is, is back when I did it, there was multiple button companies, obviously, and some of them would do it different ways. And then I would like scoff at their quality because a lot of, there was a bunch of them that were doing where it was almost like cardboard, like printed Mm -hmm. on like a thin cardboard, but there was no waterproofing to it. You know what I mean? You got that thing wet. It was, it destroyed.
1: Destroyed. Yeah. So like I same liked it name. when it was
2: like the ways that we made it are probably the same where you buy like the Mylar covers and you like put the paper in the Mylar, press it do the whole thing. Yep. And then I remember when I got done with buttons, I ended up seeing the way some other companies did it where they were basically like printing and then pre-laminating the sheets and then having like a vinyl plotter or whatever cut them all out so they didn't have yeah. to sit there and like punch them all. Yeah. I was like, Fuck, if I knew That's that. I was like, but then you got to think if you have, if you do that, I'm giving away all the secrets now, but like, if you do it that way, and then you have an automatic button maker, it's literally just somebody like putting the parts in and the things pressing and throwing them in a bin all at the same time. So if it was a 5,000 piece order, it's not that big a deal because the manual labor of it is cutting the sheets and the strips, hand feeding them through the punch, punching them all, making your thumb like super calloused and numb. And then... (laughs) Doing the whole paper mylar dance, and I feel yeah. like now with the smarts I have, I feel like I could push buttons again. Anybody listen to this? Don't fucking start up your button company now that I talked about it in here.
1: Actually, well, I'm gonna do it. I have like okay. a little office in the garage mm-hmm. that's set up, ready to go, and empty, and that's my I own merchbuttons.com. So.
2: Okay. Cool. Thanks go ahead have fun (laughs) i
0: had somebody asking about buttons i have like a 2.25 inch button press and they were like Mm -hmm. oh can you make me buttons and this and this i'm like you can have that button maker if you make buttons when i need them Mm -hmm. i'm like you take that button maker i don't want to make you buttons it was a friend it's you know not like a client or anything
2: i had i had multiple sizes and i always reverted like anytime somebody tried to order a bigger size i was like oh i don't want to do those." Like yep. one inch all day long. Like, I just want to offer like one inch you know, buttons, different quantities, one inch buttons only. Like, just order them, streamline it, send them out. Yeah. But, so, all right, so I'm anyway, try get that I hijacked your story. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's you, cool. you got um, a button maker. And then what happened with started, this?
0: started Stupid fucking buttons was the name of it just because it was such a stupid thing. And I just make stupid buttons and, and, uh, you know, they started calling me the button guy. So I was like, "Ah, I want to do something more than buttons. So I want to like get into enamel pins. So I found a manufacturer for enamel pins and started offering enamel pins. And then I teamed up with a a guy that out of Chicago that, um, screen printed that started screen printing hit me up and he was like, Hey man, you know, like we're kind of doing the same thing. Uh, if you want me to print t-shirts for you and you'd be able to offer t-shirts, then, let's do that. And so this guy was like my printing for, for a few years. And, uh, it was, it was cool because I was able to offer more. And what I started doing, um, was starting like band websites, doing fulfillment and websites for, for artists and bands. And I would just reach out to him on Instagram. And that's kind of how I started doing that. And then like from word of mouth,
2: it all kind of built off that. And, um, when you did the uh, enamel pins, was that in the enamel pin, like blow up when everyone was doing enamel yes, pins?
0: Everyone was doing enamel pins and they were everywhere You could sell
2: enamel pins so quick.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they were selling so good. And then it dropped um, off really hard. Yeah. And I still, I still get them made and, and everything. Uh, they don't sell quite as good, but, uh, bands and stuff like I, I work with a lot of like punk rock bands so everybody has their pins and patches on their right. jackets and vests and everything. So um and then I had my friend that was in a band that he always like wore stupid rag because stupid rad like is a brand of its own too. Like it's it's all over the place and um it's it's literally fucking all over the place.
2: So how did um, this tie into you were talking originally about people you knew in bands that would get off tour and have to get another job, were you trying to help them? Were you trying yeah, to so employ them? Like how How did like that work?
0: Buttons, it was, I, I was just making buttons and giving them to the bands at that point. Like when I started, I'd make like a hundred and I'd be like, oh, here, take these on tour with you. Um, so it was it was kind of like a way for them to like make a couple more bucks because you know everybody knows that bands, their merch sales are kind of what help them push through their tours right. and yeah. make them any money whatsoever. So it was like, okay, well, how can I be a resource and actually help them out? And um I started like the stupid rad brand because it was okay, well, if I can start a brand within this and be able to sell some stuff, I can actually offset some of the costs that it would cost me for the bands. Like if I can help have them help promote the brand and lower their costs of what their overhead's going to be for getting merchandise made. Right. Like um, one hand it, washes the other kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, that's kind of how the brand started. I reached out to an artist that worked at a, like a punk rock brewery in Illinois and uh, had him come up with a logo and everything. And he's done all the artwork for us since, since we started. Um, and yeah, I, I had a friend that was in the band in Indianapolis and he was moving to Milwaukee. So I hit him up and I said, Hey man, like, you know, you probably need a job when you come up here. And if I can get some stuff for screen printing, do you want to learn how to screen print? We can teach ourselves. And we did and it's been very humbling and it's been horrible and it's been great. And, you know, you know, you know how it goes.
2: So how did that evolve with, you have the clothing or the, the brand I'm guessing you did clothing and pins and all that stuff for it. How did that evolve from that into doing it yourself into what it is now? So we just, I mean,
0: we just started teaching ourselves how to print and, um,
1: did things go sour with the person you were partnering with? No, he was, or did you just want to bring it in house?
0: I just wanted to bring it in house. Um, so I was actually my last things went sour with the first person that I worked with. And then I started working with, um, Mike Stello out in ML screen printing Mm -hmm. out in, uh, yeah, Mike's Mike's such a good guy. He's Mm -hmm. actually like one of my motivating factors to screen print and, to kind of push that part of the side of the business. Cause he's, he's been super helpful, answered any questions. I actually bought a automatic off him this year, drove out there, took it apart, hauled it back myself, put it together. Um, but like I, I bought his like led exposure unit Cause he went, you know, to, uh, what's it called? CTS. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He went to CTS. So you're like the little
1: brother and, company
0: yeah exactly you know like the little brother
1: gets like the good Mm hand-me-downs
0: yeah yeah but they're like
1: still good he just outgrew them
0: yeah and and he's he's been super great um and i'll still use him i use him for embroidery still i use him if i have a job that you know that i can't handle because of the colors or something or like a deadline i'll i'll have him do some stuff for me still uh so yeah i mean everything evolved like it was it was such a a learning experience. Like we we're all me, me and Mike, the, the guy that came to work for me, and not Mike Stello. But um, like we taught ourselves off YouTube videos and trial and error in a shop behind my house that I had for landscape, and that was not insulated, that was not powered well. Um, so we got to it getting colder. Probably about this time of year, two years ago, maybe three years ago. And I was like, what the hell are we going to do? I took apart my, my manual press, moved it to my basement, moved everything into the basement of my house and, um, COVID hit. And it, you know, it was fine. Like we were kind of teaching ourselves still. I wasn't relying on, on screen printing as much as I was still like band fulfillment and doing fulfillment for web stores. Um, so we kind of, you know, kept teaching ourselves, teaching ourselves and, uh, once COVID was kind of like ending, we were at the point where things were starting to get busy. we were going to start going on tour again. And it just was like, okay, we got to get out of my basement. So I started looking for, for shop spaces and found this one. And, and we've been in here for two years now. Um, but it, it's been, you know, trial and error with trying to teach yourself how to do something that has such like precision to it. And you just, freak out a lot and sometimes you just fucking walk away from it and you're just like done dude i i can't i can't try to do this especially when i was teaching myself how to separate separate um artwork and stuff and, you know you you get something wrong with the separation or you're printing your films and the printer without knowing kind of like jams up and you can't get those registration marks to line up and you're mm-hmm. just you know all those little things that you freak out about that teaches you along the way to what, what to look at.
2: And, so are you and printing, where to keep focused. Are you printing for your brand a lot or are you printing for other people? For the most part, it's uh, for
0: musicians, for, for bands that I do their web store. So we do all their tour merch, we do all their, um, you know, whatever they need for tour, we'll, we'll get it printed up for them, ship it out. And uh, while they're on tour, ship it to the venues if they need to re-up. and. Um, right. You know, and, and it's kind of like I said, you know, like we screen print, but I don't consider myself a screen print company because there's so right. much You're more a customer involved.
2: service company first and a screen printer second. Mm-hmm. So are you are you trying to focus on the fulfillment side or are you trying to just do the like, what is your bread and butter? Is it the, the bulk order, ship it, free it, or is it print it, store it piece by piece? So right now, I would say it is
0: <clears throat> during the summertime. Band merchandise, printing band merchandise, shipping it out. Um, bands are playing festivals get those big orders out to the festivals, um, right. or just just tour merch in general. But right now, there's been such you know bands aren't going to be touring in the winter as much, so it kind of like died down on that side for printing. So right now, I'm like focusing on fulfillment and um you know black friday stuff sales for their websites and uh, adding a couple bands to to the roster this black friday to you know help help more bands out and it, it, it's nice that we do the web stores and we do the fulfillment and it kind of gives our foot in the door for doing all their tour merchandise too mm-hmm. you know you you build those relationships and you you are able to maintain doing it you don't really they don't try to find other people they know that they can rely on you to to fulfill orders for them in boston in california in arizona wherever they
2: need to get stuff like we'll make sure it's there for them are you noticing a trend at all i had a discussion with uh, one of our customers the other day that basically is like a big management company that kind of handles a lot of these large accounts for some of these, I can't name uh, because we're working with them or whatever, but the discussion was basically that their their stance is we want screen printing, like we want screen printed apparel for all these stores and for the tour merch and all this of stuff. But a lot of these large management companies are pushing for the instant on-demand DTG kind of stuff because they're like, well, we can get you know, tour merch for fulfillment that we need now. And they can be up and running and print shirts for sale tomorrow. Whereas you being me and them are taking, you know, whatever two weeks to get everything in the store and in stock and whatever. And me talking to him was just kind of like, Hey dude, like you do what you got to do. But like, if you're sending this stuff to us for screen print, obviously like I'm all for screen print, but I was like, We've dealt with so many large comedians where basically they don't know any better and they go the route of going to some of these large, you know, fulfillment things where it's all DTG. And then they have customer complaints of like, hey, I've got like pre-treat squares or I've got everything smells Mm -hmm. funny or the print peeled off or whatever. It washes out. And not to knock DTG because obviously some people do it correctly, but it's kind of one of those things of like. I told him i was like dude it's just one of those like you get what you pay for kind of things like it's it without even knowing it i did the whole well do you want it fast and cheap or you know the whole like pick pick two kind of model yeah, pick two and like, fast cheap or good. right and i was like yeah. you know there's some of these bands that we're printing for for them that are like massive bands that were like idols of like me and my dad and like all this stuff of like growing up and i'm like the thing with those shirts is my dad has shirts that like he had when he was like in his twenties that like, obviously he can't wear anymore because us Gilligan's like to eat. We established this earlier. (laughs) Um, but you know, like that shirt still holds up. Like he still has it. And like, that's something I've done since I was in high school is I have all my band shirts still. Like I literally have them like vacuum sealed in my apartment. Like, I want to keep them so when my kids are in high school I can be like hey here's this fucking treasure trove of like band t-shirts that I had that I think would be cool if you wore them and the same thing like pass them down but they're all screen printed they're all they're gonna last they they wear with the shirt they break down with the shirt like it's just part of the deal I just don't see that same thing happening with a quick and fast print you know what I mean like yeah Um, I I don't get into that too much but i've ordered shirts before online that i've gotten and they're like dtg like that and after a couple washes like i can literally like peel it off like a sticker in certain spots
0: Uh, i haven't i haven't noticed that like i don't i don't work with many big bands like for me personally like they're like bands i love um but you know they're they're you know smaller on the scope of their well, I think right. like a,
2: punk well, like a punk rock band is going to gravitate more towards not the quick and fast thing. They're going to be yeah. more towards, we want the DIY screen printer. We want you to do it. We want, we know where the money's going and so on. And that's, I just, that's it. Exactly.
0: I, I think you're right. Like I, I deal directly with the bands, you know, and, and they kind of know what they want. They've been doing it long enough where like you say, a management company is they're there for business and they're there to get what they want the cheapest that they can Mm -hmm. so they can make the most money it's not about making sure that their their clients can make the most money i maybe it is but um i had this conversation twice this week and it's a terrible thing that i don't put i don't always put business first it's not like money is not always the top motivating factor to me out of things um you know it'll come and it will be there but i want to make sure that i'm doing i'm getting you know good quality merchandise out to bands so they can sell it so they can make money and then you know
1: their kids can eat there's
0: there's a lot of things i do that a lot of people would be like well that guy's a fucking idiot and it's true i am i don't know anything about this to be honest like I started from you know shutting down a landscape snowplow company to making buttons and starting a merchandise company from it. But here I am. I get to do it. I get to. Um, I, I get to. It's I fulfilling. Get to make a living off of it, you know, and yeah. I get to work with people I love. I get to make new friends along the way. Like with the branded stuff, like I get to go to festivals and,
1: and I was going to say you get this. to have a tent at Riot Fest. Dude,
0: yeah. get Have a booth at Riot Fest. And be at the I Punk
1: Rock just, Museum.
0: Yeah. Punk Rock Museum last month. Um, this year, I really stepped back from doing a lot of events that I usually do because my daughter is 14. My son is 11. And I'm like, well, my daughter wants something to do with me. My son still thinks I'm cool. So I'm going to spend time with him, you know, baseball games, football games. Like we are just doing a lot of stuff that he likes to do. He came with me to Vegas to punk rock museum for the weekend. Um, but you know, it's, it, it's all that kind of stuff that like makes you like realize like, Oh man, like you're doing something more than just creating a business that you're making money. You're kind of like part of this community or helping build this community and it's a a fulfilling passion yeah you know there's bands that i really like that i have wanted to work with like this this friday i'm i'm going to be starting a new web store for a band that for three years we've talked about it and they were using another company and i i'm the kind of person that's like well i'm not going to step on on anybody's feet like i don't want to create enemies in this sector i just you know if it ever doesn't work out, let me know. And it took three years, but I get to work with them now. And it's, it's pretty cool to be able to, to do that. Like, you know, in the back of their mind for the past three years, they were always like, Oh, I'd like to work with them, but you know, we have obligations Mm -hmm. elsewhere.
2: Yeah. I had a discussion with somebody today, actually, um, that basically we were talking about, uh, they were like, Oh, I'm having a hard time, hard time getting business. And I'm thinking about, you know, trying this or doing this. And, you know, I had a discussion with somebody the other day and I did a face to face or a zoom or whatever it was. And she's like, Oh, I got so much more business from doing that. And then I was like, yeah, well, anybody can go anywhere for screen printing. Doing anywhere. Right. I was like printing. I mean, I can't say printing's printing because that's what this whole fucking show is about is like some people care and some <laughs> people don't. But the truth of it is, is that anybody wants shirts, you can go fucking anywhere. There's a million printers out there you get stuff from. But the truth of it is, is most of the clients that we have come to us because they come here for us. Like yeah, They come here for exactly. me or they come here for their other customer service, for our customer
1: service. First.
2: Right. And I'm just saying that yep. like it's you building a relationship with these bands and caring about these bands is the reason why they come to you it's not necessarily because they're like oh he screen prints this is obviously the only place I can go for screen printing like and that was my discussion to her was just kind of like yeah like put yourself out there more and talk Mm -hmm. to them and be like hey I'm here if you need anything day or night you can text me email me whatever like I'm here to to help you through this and walk you through this not necessarily like send me an order and pay me you know what I mean it's kind of yeah building that relationship so it's the same thing that you said like hey I'm here if you need me I'm not trying to step on toes just like if they fuck up in some way where you're like I need to go somewhere else like I'm here for you yeah and and uh
1: I think that's admirable too I think that that there's something in my previous life, when we did value selling, there's something left over from some older generations where they feel like they get business by dogging other businesses. Oh, like like stepping sure, on everything. someone to boost them. Uh, well, or just in general, like, you know, think about if you go to test drive a car and the salesman talks about how much better this Chevy is than that Ford, and they spend the whole time instead of focusing on the benefits of having a Chevy or whatever they spend the whole time talking shit and i think that in the big picture psychologically people won't trust you if you talk shit about other businesses to them which is like which it. is
2: why i hate politics is because when <laughs> it's uh when it's like they voting time it's all those commercials like yeah. mark malanero used to punch children and it's like <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like ad <laughs> yes, after ad of like <laughs> they're just he, uh whatever he pisses them? in his backyard and it's just like what yeah. like why are these yeah. it's just just talk spend all this ad money on like talking about what you're going to do that's good and better than the guy before you yeah like and instead they I, just come out with all these hate ads and it's like
1: it's literally mm. one of the most ineffective sales perspectives, but it's it's a default for a lot of the older generations. Like just look how it, shitty it, they're it really doing is. and we do it so much better. But it just dogs, it's it, it's a dig at your own personal.
2: It just shows character to me. It
0: shows. Yeah, exactly. like I try to maintain like integrity like as much as possible. Even if I'm having like the shittiest day, like today I'm having the shittiest day, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'll talk about it. I'll joke about it. Because you have to it, be on I'm the not, show.
1: Yeah, you know. so but, I'm, I'm,
0: but I'm not no because of UPS it's <laughs> fucked up my whole week. Um, but I'm not I'm not gonna let it you know go and I never want to ruin somebody else's day because I had a bad day. You know what I mean? Like I I'm not gonna go and have a shitty day with one client and then be an asshole to another client because you know they had yeah uh, whatever.
2: I kind of have uh, and, a policy it's really
0: hard to do that when you do fulfillment and you deal with uh customer emails with fulfillment. Oh yeah. Really dicks.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite is when it's like their fault for ordering late, like especially around the holidays. They're like, Oh, I paid for this yesterday. How come this didn't go out? I'm supposed to have it by Wednesday for a present and like all this of stuff. It's like, dude, like, You're still like, everything's still normal turnaround. Like just because you were like, oh, fuck. And ordered three days before you needed it. Isn't my problem.
1: That's like one of the number one phrases we had at the shop was, uh, an oversight on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part.
2: Right. I don't know. We have a policy. Well, I have a personal policy here that like, I won't hunt for other Like, I won't try to poach business from other print shops, Mm -hmm. like knowingly, um, but I will gladly talk to them and take their business if they're leaving them for a reason. Like, if they're leaving because there's an issue or they can't communicate or whatever, like, yeah, I'll take that business all day long. If you find
1: out why they're leaving another business, do you make that? Like, do you make like if they're leaving another business because communication has been do you make sure that that's like highlighted in their customer file like make sure we always communicate well it's or... funny
2: like me and tony i feel like have purposely fucked each other over a couple of times it's <laughs> so, like tony and tiny fish were both tony in fish. new york and uh he sent customers my way and i've sent customers his way where they're just like the shittiest customers
1: like you know they're <laughs> just
2: like somebody who's just like super annoying to deal with whatever i always get like call a... you like 10 times on the phone before they can give you an email oh, it's like we had one a little while ago where it was like the dude placed an order it was a nightmare of an order and one of my newer customer service girls took it and without knowing that she shouldn't have taken it and it was just the whole thing of me being like well technically we took the order like i have to honor it and fix it and do the whole thing and it was just a nightmare the dude texted me every day being like where's our order what's going on with it and it's just like dude we're on it it's fucking sunday Like, leave me alone. Like, I'm not working today. When somebody gives you, like, an
0: in-hand date that they need, and then they fucking text you or email you every day, and it's still, like, two weeks away from that date. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's the worst. (laughs) Like, don't give me that. What is it about people with small businesses
1: like that? Like, people would show up at the shop before we open and, like, knock on the door because we're inside. I'm like, you don't get to go to Publix or Target and be like, hello, let me in. I'm here. Like, what is it that people or like we? I think we talked about in the past where people, a friend is like, "Can I get a discount?" And I'm like, "If anything, I'm Always like, pick, we're huh? like the last people who you would at like ask for a discount from Target." Like, not.
2: Yes, like, do you support like we do should you be thankful my company, for their business. You know? I that's think like, that's a thing that needs to be broken. I feel like. I feel like some people doing are doing it without knowing, just because it's a cultural thing that. I feel like you actually have to stop and step back and be like, oh yeah, this is my friend or this is my whatever company. And I should pay them extra. I just think that it's ingrained in us a little bit where it's like friends and family are like there for I the cheap and, and, and for the help.
1: Discount. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? I, it's like, oh, my, my brother-in-law could come help me with this. And then you don't think that you should pay him or something. It's not, I'm not saying I do that. I'm just saying that I feel like a lot of people do yeah. step back and think like, oh, you know, I should support this person and pay them. Like if he had, if he said it was a $100 job to do, I should give him like 150 bucks or 200 bucks or something and just be like, "Hey, thanks for doing this. I support you. Hope your business grows or something." You know what I mean? Like I try to do that as much as possible, but I'm just saying I I I do devil's advocate think that like people just don't stop to think about that as much as they should because I feel like it should be a helpful helpful thing or something from a friend or whatever. I think that a big part might be too is that like
0: at least with like the stupid rad branded side of things for me like I, I have people like oh that's cool let me get that you know or even like my mom will stop by the shop and be like oh can I grab some of this for and I'm like can't you uh, not to my mom like I would never make her go online and buy shit, on, mom. But, smart, but you know like there was my my dad's like brother-in-law's son like his my dad's nephew that's or whatever like too far, got, like, too far full price. well <laughs> it is but my dad my dad bought some shirts for them for like christmas and this kid lost his so they my dad's like oh hey can you get another shirt for danny and i'm like yeah that's cool but then i just don't because like if it's not an email if it's not in front of me like i just mm-hmm. don't think about it i don't you know and then like I saw his dad up in northern Wisconsin this year and he's like, Hey, so yeah, you never got that shirt to to Danny. And right there I'm just like, You fucking piece of shit. Like <laughs> have him go buy a fucking twenty dollar shirt and then I don't have to worry about this. And he's supportive. Like if he if he wants that shirt so much, you know, he's a college graduate. I dropped out of high school. Like he's doing a little bit better than me, I'm sure. <laughs> like Right. But like, also, I he lost
1: it. Like the consequence for losing your yeah. shirt is not a positive one. You don't get a free another shirt. Like exactly. Like the consequence is you, know, you lost it. Replace it.
0: And and that uh, I was just kind of like off off put by that. Just like oh, but I I think like there are people that just kind of want to be part of it and they think it's super cool so they are like oh man like let me let me get that so i can help promote you and stuff like that but that's a whole nother situation with you know trying to people trying to get stuff and telling you that they're going to promote you with it
2: what and is so, the like what's the focus of your brand like are you just doing like specific style things or are you into anything it is literally just a stupid brand it's a i I like to call it like a
0: party (laughs) brand like i just like to go out there have fun when i'm doing like the promoting and um just fun shit that that i want to make like Mm
1: -hmm. i want okay (laughs) before i I knew you wait may hansen sent me i'm supposed to ask something about um sandwiches too like the epic sandwiches
0: epic deli sandwiches
1: I don't know that's what Nate said I told him that we were recording with you and he was like epic sandwiches like okay but he told me about you I started following you and I thought this stuff was awesome and I ordered like before we even started yeah. chatting on Instagram that's what I got up yep. and went and got was like I got a. Um, it was pack. Yeah, fanny pack
0: yeah and then it's full of stuff it's and it's like it. <laughs>
1: yeah so that was actually one thing I was gonna show but like I'm in Florida like there was sunglasses I think it's a it's a fun brand, but it's also like a really smart way to like show all the people what you can do too. And that's that's a big part. And I really need this to This made me laugh like, super hard. <laughs> hey, that's like awesome. Stupid red merch coat and of all red.
0: But yeah, it's it, it's just like stuff that I think is fun that I just
1: And like all the logos are there. like real funny. Like look it's like the Burger King most Stupid Rad. Like
0: Toys R Us? Did I send you one of those chains?
1: Uh mm-hmm. I do have a chain.
0: That's like one of the favorite things that that I've ever done. Right there.
1: It's like a legit chain, like heavy. <laughs>
0: it's like Death, <laughs> like Rollers, Death Row records. Drag. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did like we did like a rip off of that, of course. And I was like, "Dude, I need chains." And <laughs> I, I I used to love like, like famous stars like and stripes. Sorry,
1: we're closed. Yeah. Oh, I did love famous stars and Straps when it came out.
0: And. They like started with belt buckles, so I was like, with super, I was, like, I, I need to make one. belt buckles, so I did belt buckles, you know, like just just a bunch of just fun. Okay, stuff. Okay, so that. this is
1: one thing. Obviously, I can't travel with it on airplanes, but it looks it goes in your bag in my purse or whatever, and it looks like a business card, but it folds up. For a knife. Uh
2: huh. I used to. I'm not gonna talk shit about your product, but like, I used to have one of those. I think I got on like Amazon or something, and it's so mm-hmm. fucking dangerous. Oh because man! Like once it's harder. an actual knife, if you were to use it, it would it like folds on your hand.
1: Well, no, these have like buttons.
2: Yeah, I understand. I could, like, that, like click but, but it's a
0: plastic handle. If if you're trying to cut and your like hand I mean, maybe is that's too far. Yeah. Yeah like it, it will fold back and it will be the back it will be the back side I, I'm i always like I only sell those things online because I could just like imagine like being at Riot Fest and selling knives and like on the news like the big you know <laughs> everybody's getting stabbed at Riot Fest with these knives and you'll see on the news really like good the marketing rad logo
1: <laughs> what you should do is do it for like an enemy and brand them for your enemy And then pass them out.
0: (laughs) And then give them to everybody. So Uh I don't have enemies. Okay. Anymore. (laughs) Anymore. Those knives. Merchbuttons.com. I'm I'm actually, I I have a sample of uh, like real switchblades coming and I'm going to do branded. It's actually going to be like co-branded with two of the bands I work with that we're going to do switchblades and a collaboration. How much research
2: do you do into those kind of products? Like those, obviously you're getting them most of that stuff like overseas yeah for sure um i have
0: so the pins like um the chains uh credit card knives that is i i have used the same manufacturer since day one since i found the manufacturer for pins so um i'll I'll ask them like hey can you do this can you do this and if they can they'll send me a sample um so for like the fanny packs (laughs) The fanny packs, I, I got made by a new manufacturer, um, and I got, like, party shirts made up, like, button-up, like, kind of Hawaiian shirts.
1: Like, fully sublimated.
0: And, yeah, exactly. So, they... I've been trying to use them for stuff, but those fanny packs, half of the straps came sewn upside down, which sucks. Um, but they were super cool with, you know... I They gave me, like, a discount off my next order and everything, so that's cool, but... I, I try to stay true to like people I work with to try even, you know, I don't want to say even if it is like overseas, like I I still want to have those relationships with people because I had an order of 800 pins and patches that got lost two weeks ago from FedEx. They delivered it to the wrong house. Like the picture, definitely not my house where it was shipped to. Um, And that's a lot of money right there. Like, especially shipping that much weight from China to get over here express. Um, But you know, the manufacturer actually like won the the FedEx case on it, but like the manufacturer said, regardless if we win or lose, they're going to remake it because, you know, I've been such a good client with them for the past so many years. So it, it's all about, customer relationship and and even like stuff i'm people i'm using and I, I feel like it's very important to build those relationships with people and try to you know stick with them for what they can do and you know i know i can't do everything i don't do D, dtg i don't do DTF and i can direct a person where but i can also you know just uh sub it out too to people yeah. i know but, but, like you were talking about, like DT, DTF or DTG before, yeah. like, man, I, I was working with a friend that had a DTG company, and we did some like stupid rad stuff, like on demand. And, you know, you could pick whatever you want on whatever color shirts, and they would print them, and they just washed right out. Right out. It sucked.
2: Yeah, again, like it's not that DTG okay. is bad. It's just that some people they are bad doing at it at right. It. Yeah. yeah, some people
1: um, doing it are bad. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's the same with screen printing too. Like, it's it's just you know, I don't know, less less. Oh, thin, dude, I you like
0: I still have like so much to learn screen printing wise, and I want to. But so, like, all this stuff I'm talking about, like printing, and I do like dye sub printing, like on the koozies and stuff, and. uh, the brand, the fulfillment, like it's me. And I had this guy that was here today here for four hours, or I have another guy that's here for, you know, a couple days a week and I'm pretty much doing the brunt of everything. Um, Mm -hmm. but it is nice to be able to have some people print while I'm trying to get this other stuff done, Mm -hmm. but, and I'm very bad with organization. Everything's in my
2: head and yeah. I had this discussion again with another friend of mine that has a business that's not screen printing. And it was kind of like talking to them about, they are like, Oh, I have this employee that, you know, I, they're asking for more money, but they're not really doing anymore. And there's a side of the business where basically like I, I task them with growing it and doing things and they're not doing it and whatever else. And I'm like, well, I mean the the reality is like even here in my shop is it's like my role is basically I I, I try to say this without sounding like a dickhead. <laughs> everybody who I works here, everybody who works here, basically has the tasks that they do on a daily basis. Basis, which is basically like screen printing orders come in, they talk to the customer, they place the order, the shirts come, we make the screens, we ship the, the whole normal process of making shirts, but. They're never thinking of necessarily new business ventures or new things to do, like add-ons to the company or whatever. Like if I was to just say autopilot, walk away, take a two-month vacation, I would expect orders to come in, orders to go out. But I wouldn't expect Mm -hmm. any new branches of the business or big new developments or whatever. I would just expect autopilot to happen. And I was like, what happens is, is that I go into that mode of okay the shops and autopilot for the time being let me figure out a new thing like okay i want to add fulfillment or i want to add live screen printing or anything add a button button company part of it Mm -hmm. um i have to do that i have to be the one to figure out all the processes order all the materials put it all together get all the systems in place to where it's basically okay bring someone in and be like pull this I'm here, pull this here, do this, hand the keys over. Okay, this is, your, this is your responsibility and your task now. Like I figured it all out. Here's the keys of the kingdom, run the process. And I tried to explain this to them of like, that part of your business isn't gonna happen because you're the drive to make it happen. Like they're getting paid to do hourly tasks. Like they're mm-hmm. not gonna go all the other way and figure out a way to run a business for you. So it's the same kind of thing like you're saying, it's just you, but how many parts of your company or your brand have you been the one to figure out like ordering enamel pins and the trial and error and all this you can't expect oh, yeah. the dude Every you hire part, for four yeah. hours a week to do all that legwork. <laughs> like he has no, no drive no. to do that. He's like, I just want to come in and work for four hours and get paid and go home. Well,
1: I wish I could be like
2: Neither, <laughs> neither of the
0: people that see i don't know <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm i'm not wanting to talk shit on my guys because they're awesome like i love these guys um but neither of them seem to care about money i don't know um it would be nice to have somebody that's like i need to work and work as much as possible right. and make as much money as possible um rather than they're they're both musicians that play shows and tour and stuff like that so you right. know that that's where that's where their heart is and i get that but you know at the same time i just wish that it was and maybe it uh, needs
1: to be less about money and more about like uh maybe you need to motivate them with like band merch credit pizza parties pizza parties nah. band there's merch
2: a credits. friend there's a friend that I don't want to name that me and Christina are both friends with, that um, it's nice when you have your small circles and you can actually talk about shit that you shouldn't talk about in public. But mm-hmm. we were talking about employees a sponsored podcast. and basically <laughs> I've said it on the podcast too, like I, when I hire people, don't want to look at a resume. I want them to be someone that just vibes with us, but also has a work mm-hmm. ethic. But something I look for is somebody that has no ambitions. Like, I don't want to hire somebody who's like, I want to be a dentist one day because it's like, why would I spend a few years getting you to where you're comfortable to run your position and be like a game to just leave and go be a dentist? Like, I don't yeah. hire for that. And I I don't know if that sounds shitty or not, but what I want is the person who's just like, I just want to work my nine to five, bust ass and like make my paycheck but care and then I go home and I just like party or do whatever the hell I want to do like yeah somebody I want that, that, that person. wants to
0: make their money but still enjoys what they're doing but the like, funny thing that this other that. person
2: said which makes a lot of sense again is something you probably shouldn't say in public is just that I want somebody who's hungry like needs literally <laughs> needs the money to pay bills and get food on the table you know what i mean yeah. like i don't want somebody who's comfy i want somebody who has struggles like i want somebody who's like a single mom who's like i need this fucking job or like my kids won't eat yeah because the thing is is they will work hard and they will not call in sick because they need the money they need to work five hours or yeah they need to work five hours, they need to work five days a week 40 hours because they need that paycheck mm-hmm. and that's the funny thing is it's like it's it's shitty to say that out loud but it's kind of true like yeah, you exactly. want somebody who who fits that role. Like, you don't want somebody who's like, I live in my mom's basement and I don't care if I work two days yeah. this week. Like, I'd it is home Like, now and mom's going to make lasagna tonight, regardless, and South Park's going to be on later, so <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But like, you need that hungry person that's like, oh yeah, like I fucking am going to show up early today and I'm going to clock out at five o'clock and you know I'm going to do. And that that's thing. that's what it is. Like I.
0: I shouldn't expect that from somebody, but I really want that from somebody. Like I really want that person that and and I will say that the guy I hired recently, he is more like that. And like I said, like we kind of like died down. Like he had to go to Missouri to his families this week and stuff for Thanksgiving. And and that's totally cool. But ours have been cut this week and last week. But Yeah. When he, when he first started, like he was like all about like, you know, wanting to learn, wanting to do everything, wanting to figure it out. And, and I think I, I'm kind of part of the problem too, is I really want like really good quality shit. Like I, I want to do things the best I can do things. And when I see somebody not doing it, how I would, I jump in and I'm like, Oh, like this, man, you know, like you want to show them, but then you start doing it yourself. And and I think that's my downfall is that mm-hmm. instead of just showing them, I start taking over that's what internet. I'm trying to teach them. Yeah. Yes. And, and it sucks because, you know, and, you know, even, even like coding screens, I'm like, okay, yeah, do it like this. And then I'm like, I get through the screens. I'm like, fuck, I didn't let him do any himself, you know, and I just need to have him do it because that's all something that when we started it. You know, you suck at, you fucking get. You have to need set up safe opportunities
1: for failure. You have to set up, yeah. like that is something that I think a lot of yeah. business owners miss out on is that like from a training perspective, there is a difference between showing someone how to do something and teaching them how to do it. Yeah. And like what you're saying, if you approach that situation with curiosity instead of showing them how to do it.
2: And they might do it you better said,
1: Yeah. Like, well, I mean, but if you're like, Hey, why are you, you know, what are you doing that way? Because that will also inform you of potentially a gap that you have when you were showing him how to do it. Mm -hmm. But to the point of money, when you were saying Dylan, about like people who need, who are hungry or need money in the teaching world, we've got, I had 24 kids my last year teaching kindergarten. I had to figure out for every single kid what motivated them. So it's easy when you have money to pay someone to do a job and you need that person who needs money. But sometimes the other employees, they don't need the money. They need some, like you have to figure out what, what motivates them, which is kind of what I was saying about like, oh, band merch. Like if he really wants merch for his band, you can be like, Hey, every week you don't make a mistake or every job you get done early or whatever, then, you know, I'll give you a set of 24 shirts for your band or whatever motive. Like you just have to like money to me is the easy way out in the industry of like, okay, we have money to pay you. We're making money. But if you took it a step further and considered what actually makes your employees tick, you might have better luck of keeping them interested
0: yeah for sure and
1: like it is frustrating if you really want to learn and then every time you're trying to do it someone steps in and they're like no no like this
0: yeah like okay and and i mean and i do have him do it again and you know like the the next time around but it is uh and which is hard when you have your own small business
1: and your ass is on the line i understand which is why i'm saying if you can create opportunities where it's safe for failure that's going to give everybody a better experience. And as a business
2: owner too, you kind of need to not necessarily budget, but just understand that you're going to have that education uh time amount of money where you're like, All right, well, they're gonna fuck jobs up and I'm gonna have to eat this. But the truth of it is mm-hmm. is they're they're more likely to not fuck that up again because they got the hard slap on Lesson. the wrist of mm-hmm i fucked that up and it's on me you know what i mean like yeah and
0: and like i'm super cool with it like i'm like i'm just i just use like the the screens and coding screens because it's such a a big part of the of the whole thing that if you don't have a good screen you don't have a good print if you have if you have thick emulsion you don't have a good print if you have you know like bubbles in in there like you can't even use that screen so and i'm like cool with him you know i i, I explained it to him like really cool and i'm like okay so like this is the kind of pressure i use like and it's not like i'm even though i am micromanaging i'm not trying to i'm trying to be cool with them and
2: you know it's
0: uh well this might not be r- the
2: this might not be the right approach but it's something too it's the same thing of like i see if the darkroom guy is coding screens and he's not doing it the greatest way, but nobody ever comes to him and says like, hey, you fucked this up or whatever. Not that they should come and say you fucked this up, but it's one of those things like if. Hey, fuck if,
1: face. You're yeah, fucking this up.
2: That's usually what hey, happens here. Idiot. <laughs> But I'm just saying that like. I, w- I
0: want to say that, but I know he's going to listen to this and be like. Oh <laughs> I'm just saying that like if
2: the printer, if the printer was to come to him in a nice way every time and be like, hey, we had this on press. We went to print this, but it was full of pinholes. you know bring the screen to him and be like hey hold it up to the light see all these pinholes all over the place this is probably because you had a dirty ass fan blowing like linty air on a dry screen or Mm -hmm. you didn't wash all the chemical off the the 701 off or you you know coated fucking you swept the room and then decided to coat screens like there's all these things that could have happened and this is why this happens. And if somebody comes to them, it's not that they're scolding them, but they kind of get a little bit of that, like slap on the wrist. Mm -hmm. Then they might take that into account next time they coat screens of like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't fucking do this or do that or whatever. It's not like you need to come in there and be like, you did this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong without any actual proof. Like to me, it's better to bring a screen and be like this broke down or feel like, Hey, grab this, coated an exposed screen rub your thumb against like you know the the EOM and be like do you do you feel the stencil at all no okay well you're coating these too thin like yeah. there needs to be actual proof shown to them of like you know how you know how you came into them and said you should coat screens this way this is the actual real life reason why he told you to do this is because there is no stencil wall there the screens are breaking down you know we went to wash this out and you the screens weren't fully dried before you tried to burn an image on them and they broke down on press because everything wasn't linked well and all these other things like they just need to be reminded of those things i feel like the one thing that happens here often is that somebody in the chain of progression to get it to print messed something up but then when it goes to press and something bad happens they might be angry and complain out there, but they don't actually come explain it to the person that messed it up. And then the person who actually messed it up might've done it unknowingly. And they just keep making that mistake over and over again because nobody ever came and told them like, Hey, fuckface, face, stop doing this. Because when it gets out here, this is the problem we're having. So it's one of those things, like someone will come to me and be like, Oh, fucking so-and-so is doing this. And you know, blah, blah. I'm like, well, did you talk to them about it? Like, did you go to them and say, this is happening? No. It's like, well, how the fuck are they gonna know? Yeah, exactly. To not do that again if you just so didn't this is say why anything? I'm a
1: big proponent in training. I know it's harder if it's just you, Simeon, and you're like one person, but
0: and I'm pretty much like, training myself at this point too, you know, like
1: which is totally fine because you're learning yeah. too. I mean, I think if you're clear from the beginning, like we're learning together. Here's what I've learned so far. But um, like our graphic designer at the shop. She'll design stuff and she doesn't have an understanding necessarily of how things work in screen printing or like what size lines like she's designing for mm-hmm. the customer without knowing. So like if I had a screen person who was doing something like not the thickness of emotion was off, I'd put them on press with one of the screens that they made and said, like, let's print with it and see what happens so that they can actually see because that's a lesson that's going to be retained. And even yeah. if you're going in and you're like, Hey, just like you said, Dylan, like feel this screen, you feel this. I wouldn't just say, this is the answer. This is what's wrong. I would say, how do you think that might affect printing just to see what information that they have? Yeah. That is going to be, that's going to touch on parts of the brain that makes that information stay in their brain and not just like annoyed that you're coming in to tell them they did something wrong or they feel embarrassed or yes. bad that they and, messed something up. Then they're a part of the problem solving process.
0: And I try to work it that way where, you know, if I notice something like when this dude came in, like I told him like, first thing I was like, I'm just going to let you know right now, you're going to have a lot of days where you are frustrated and you one day everything will be perfect and the next day you'll do everything the same you think and it's just nothing's gonna work
1: and you're Are gonna have those
0: frustrations
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it feels I mean, the same right i'm watching texts coming through my phone from my wife about stuff i need to do with my daughter or something as i'm having
2: this conversation i'm just like <laughs> okay um so what's wh- what's next for stupid rat what's what's new that you haven't done before or things like what's your progression? <laughs> I know you're printing and everything else, but what's next? So
0: I, I really do want to up my screen printing game. And because that's, that's really where the money is. Um, that's, you know, what gets me through the month. That's what pays my rent. That's, you know, what does everything. And, um, it, it's really just trying to get better at it. Um, and trying to have the one dude that started with me, like he's, he's pretty good at it. He's just, he's busy a lot. And he unfortunately can't work a lot and that sucks, but um, you know, he's, he's pretty good. So it's getting the new guy kind of dialed in since I got the automatic press. I've only been teaching him on the auto. I've only been having him run the auto so he can get that. But the issue is, is that, I put together the auto myself and I couldn't get it calibrated and um, I couldn't afford to get a technician out to calibrate it. So we've been kind of working with it, how it does work and trying to do that. But last last, last week, I finally just took two days, two full days to get that sucker calibrated myself and to get my dial indicator and to get everything dialed in. So hopefully that it's it's really getting that auto to make it to money that it needs to make right. and to right. um get the efficiency that we need you know i've been i, I have an auto sitting there dude and i'm i'm running six color manual jobs and it sucks just having that thing laughing at me the whole time so it, it's really
2: the truth of yeah. it is you do what you got to do and what you're comfortable with to make sure that the best product is out for the customer or you or whatever. It doesn't exactly. matter if it's manually. It doesn't matter if it's auto or whatever. It's just like, just do what you got to do to get the job done.
0: And, do and that's right. always what it is. Yeah. Getting yeah. it done and, and doing it how it needs to be done and, you know, making sure it's it's, it's good.
2: Yeah. Well, uh we appreciate you coming on and doing this with us
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm a very negative person on myself which i think pushes me to try to do things the best that i can um so you know i i come into this just thinking to myself like i have no fucking knowledge that will be beneficial to anybody whatsoever but that's not i don't mind doing it i like talking to people sometimes no that's
2: great and i think a lot of our conversation too was just like you know we we figure it out as we go you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of how, how it all works. And the, like I said, the truth of it is, is we talk to anybody and everybody on the show and everybody has something to offer regardless or somebody listens to this that's in the same boat as you and they realize I'm on the right track. Like I'm doing a good job and I'm doing the right thing. So yeah, again, super appreciate you being on, man. Thank you. Great story. You. I'm going to have to go on me. and order yeah. some shit. Uh, give me the good stuff. <laughs> see you right, okay? see, you right, see you right now. I'm
0: like... No, you don't want any of my shit. It's stupid. (laughs) He threw a big
1: fit that I ordered. When I ordered, he messaged me. and was like, I don't want to send you anything. I don't like sending screen printers my stuff because they're going to judge it. And I was like, I don't give a shit.
0: I know you had Andrew from Blackout Screen Printing from Denver on just recently. And he's such a good guy. Um, He's also been like super, super, super cool to me. Um, I hung out with him in September in... Pennsylvania, his band played a show out there, and like all he kept saying was he was he was at a he was at a show that his band was playing, and he took a picture of a shirt of a band I work with, and I was like, "Don't look too close at it, man." Like, that was a rush order, and he's like, "It's just a fucking ban shirt. Who cares?" Yeah, and, and that's that's always like what I have to keep telling myself, like it's a ban shirt,
2: you know. Like it's, the funny thing is, is is hard not, on our own prints we are they go out the door I'm the same way like some of my favorite shirts that I own are not printed that great like yeah and I don't care but also weirdly a part of me likes those more because I can see the imperfections and if anything it makes me feel good knowing there's other shit out in the wild that has mistakes or has issues or has fibrillation or is out of registration or whatever. Like there's nothing more comforting and humbling than when you go to like target and you see shirts that are like <laughs> super shitty or out of registration or something. Yes. Like I'm all right. You know what I mean? And like people buy them so okay. People don't know people don't care. And like if I was to buy thing. something from you today and got it in the mail, I would love it for the fact of like, I met you, I know you, I know you did it yourself that to me, I don't give a shit. Like yeah, it, it's more just about cool.
1: supporting someone than it yeah, is. Yeah.
2: It's more cool in the fact, knowing that you made it than thinking it was from China or something.
0: And the, <laughs> the funny, the funny thing is too, like, about that, the, the first guy that was printing for me, um, when I started printing myself, I, I looked at some of his shirts and I was like, oh my god dude (laughs) like i've never noticed like how bad some some prints were that i got you know even for the brand side of stuff you don't think about it
2: until you don't think about it because
0: you you don't know it but now now you walk past every fucking shirt and rub your thumb on it to see what it feels like
2: yeah we have certain things like here and there where you're doing you know a 12 color or sim process thing and you're like you're looking at it under a loop and you're like oh there's a little bit of pickup on this blue And then we're out there fighting it for an hour or something. And then we step back and we're like, what the fuck are we doing? This is for like a death metal band Yeah, this is that like does not give a shit. Like, not that that changes our mind about if we should fix something or not, but it's still like, know your, your end user. You know what I mean? Like, not that we want to give anybody shit. Like that's something we talked about. And that's
0: another hard thing too, is like, sometimes like you get a rush order and you're like, I just have to fucking get this out. And you know it's not as good as it could be, but you're like, but it needs to be as good as it should be. And and yeah. you try to tell yourself, like, just because it's, like, shitty, like, or just because it's rushed doesn't mean I can just get away with doing a shit job. But the it, truth you know?
2: of it is, we all like to say we're all fucking quality and we're all whatever. But the truth of it is, sometimes you just do what you got to do to get the job out and done yep. and passable. passable it like, Looks yeah. like shit running good kind enough. of thing. Good enough. good enough is. Uh, but if you're in a pinch it's a rush order they again like christina said like they fucked up they ordered the last minute they whatever well they're gonna have to pay with a little bit of pickup yeah. on that blue because yeah. i can't sit here all night and fix it like it has to get out the door today ups has to pick it up it is what it is yep. and
1: oversight on their part does not constitute an emergency on our part
2: and end upon podcast. <laughs> It was great to meet you, dude. Thanks for doing this you with do. us. Yeah. Have a good rest on. of your day. And, uh,
1: Happy
2: Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, you guys have a good Thanksgiving tomorrow and eat a lot. Well, I mm-hmm. will definitely do that. Good. Um, all right, dude, we'll see you later. All right. See you guys. Thanks for having me. Bye. Yeah. Later, man. All right. Bye. How do we get off of this? That's mm-hmm. what she said.